0: Let's get
1: down to business. Thanks for coming out tonight. I wrote me a manual, a step-by-step booklet for you to get. Oh, I make money moves. You can't see me. My time is now, now, now. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to another episode of The Massive Joes Show. My name is Joseph Mansell, CEO of Massive Joes. I am your host, and I'm joined in this episode by my confederate. Federate. Yeah. Confederate flag, Steve Mills. Hello, aka Neve, general manager of Massive Joe's. man. welcome back. Thank you. It's been a couple, few weeks. It's been uh, it's been four quite, weeks, four been, weeks. It's been quite some time. You missed the last episode. This is episode uh, number 16. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you who are subscribing, you would already know that. For those of you listening in for the first time, and we do always have a bunch of first time listeners on each and every episode, welcome to the Massive Joe's show. The topic of this podcast is fitness times business. The topic of this episode 16 is one that I'm excited to get. I'm excited to get stuck right the fuck into Neve. Yeah. Because this is something that uh, as, a, as a business, we're big on. Yeah. And you and I personally, with, within business and also outside of business, we're also big on. Yes. So the title of this episode of The Massive Joe Show is Focus on Yourself. Sounds a bit selfish, Mm -hmm. straight up. Mm -hmm. In fact, it is selfish. Yeah. And the background behind it, just to give a little bit of context to the listeners and the viewers, is I've been noticing a lot more recently, because I see this shit all the time, but a lot more recently, I would say, people kind of get stuck in a little bit of a holding pattern Mm. where their focus and therefore their time and therefore their energy is being spent on things outside of their realm of control. Mm-hmm. And in particular people outside of their realm of control. Yes. In the fitness space, pretty obvious people focusing on other people's fitness' journey and whether other people are succeeding or failing and what other people are doing or not doing instead of focusing on what they should be doing. And in business, Pretty obvious in business, people focusing on competitors Mm. first and foremost Mm -hmm. and losing track of what they need to be doing as a business to be successful, focusing on what other people are doing who are competing with them Mm -hmm. and the successes or the failures that they're achieving. Yeah, exactly. So, for the first time, listeners, viewers, the way that we like to do these sorts of episodes where we pick a topic is we like to talk about them in the realm of both fitness and business in that order. So we go, focus on yourself. Let's talk about that in the, in, in the fitness sense. Let's give some examples. Let's then flip the switch. Let's go to the business side of things. Let's give some examples so that you guys can know exactly where this conversation is coming from. And then we like to elaborate a little bit, and in particular, give you guys some practical advice mm-hmm. on how you can focus on yourself, both in fitness and in business. Yeah. So let's get started, big Neve.
0: There's two things that I just popped into my head just then as you're doing that intro. It usually does. And it wasn't something that I was initially going to start with. Yeah. But the thing, and I know you would get this too as well. Yeah. And it drives me absolutely mental when it happens mm. is a lot of people slide into my DMs for, for advice, yeah. uh, information, yeah. my my thoughts, Nive concerns thoughts. on things. What do you reckon, move? <laughs> but <laughs> the thing that drives me the crazy the most is yeah. when people hit me up and say, how many calories are you on? Mm-hmm. What's your diet look like? Exactly. What <laughs> supplements are you taking? It doesn't fucking matter what I take because, or what supplements or but even calories, because everyone's yeah. metabolic rate and everyone's, I don't, you don't weigh 105 kilos like I do. Mm-hmm. You don't do the type of training I do. You don't know how much expenditure I have. You don't know any of those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And it just annoys me that people need to know what, like you're worrying what Joe takes mm-hmm. or you're wondering what Joe eats mm-hmm. to look like Joe. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is you can eat exactly Joe's diet and you're not going to look like him. That's right. And it just drives me crazy.
1: And and not necessarily asking the questions. And we'll get into this a little bit later in the There's a difference episode.
0: between asking the questions and asking the questions because you're too focused on that individual than what would actually work for exactly, yourself.
1: Exactly, exactly. And, you know, I get that sort of thing all the time as well. And it, it comes back to the fact that, yeah, okay, like you need to be aware, obviously, you know, do your due diligence and ask questions and so on and so forth and do your research, but don't get into the into the mindset where you're so focused on what someone else is doing because you idolize them, you want to look like them, you want mm. to achieve what they've achieved from a health and fitness perspective, and therefore you think, okay, well, if I focus on them and what they're doing mm. and apply that to myself, then I'm going to get the same results. Yeah. Because it just doesn't work like that.
0: It doesn't, and and you waste a lot of time just running on that treadmill. Yeah. Of just going in the same spot at the same time without actually progressing forwards by just yeah. focusing on what someone else is doing. And in that in that regard, especially, mm-hmm. um, number two is I think that people compare themselves as well to people and don't focus on their own journey and their own goal. Right. And don't execute patience. I mean, for example, I'll put this into something else. For example, if I look at I've been watching a lot of the Australian strength coach lately, mm-hmm. Sebastian Arab. Mm-hmm. Um just because I like the advice he gives and, and, and the helpful tips he gives. So mm-hmm. if you're looking for something to follow, that could be someone you want to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, if, if I compare myself as well, I've just started powerlifting. I'm about to start my second week of, of a training cycle this week. Um, but the thing is as well is if I compare myself to something that's, for example, he does, I mean – Bench is 240, squat's 380,
1: deadlift's 380-ish. That's a strong motherfucker.
0: But if I go and weighs 110 kilos in comp, if I go and compare myself to him, well, Mm -hmm. you're going to get very demotivated very quickly. Yes. And I think that's the thing is a big thing to people is is, is just the demotivation.
1: I'm so happy that you've gone down this path because this is exactly where I wanted to take this. And I wanted to take it in particular uh, with with reference to something that we are highly exposed to at this mm. point in time, which is, of course, the Massive Joe's Challenge. Mm. And we see this a lot in the Massive Joe's Challenge yeah. is challenges looking at how other – because we've, we've got the closed Facebook group and yeah. people post progress pics and, um, and their numbers and so mm. on and so forth. And I see it like every challenge we've done is that people – focus on what other people are achieving and other people's results. And usually the ones that get posted are the good results, right? Mm. And then it serves as a source of demotivation because they're like, well, how come I'm not making those, getting those results? How come I'm not making that progress? How Mm. come I'm not progressing as quickly as this person is on their fat loss journey or their muscle gain journey? So it almost becomes... Uh, not only just a pull of focus away from yourself, but actually pulls your energy from what can be quite a positive space to a very negative space and, 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 and becomes a, a source of demotivation. Mm. So I see it, like, we're seeing that a lot in, in the massive Joe's challenge, Yeah, but it's exactly what you were saying, you know, and, and it applies to any health and fitness journey. It does. You know, if you're an aesthetic based athlete and you're consistently comparing yourself to your favorite aesthetic based athletes, mm. And, you know, the other side of it as well is a lot of the time when you're doing that, when you're making those comparisons, like you said to the the power lifter that you're following, you're only seeing the tip of the iceberg too. Exactly, yeah. Right? So you're not seeing everything that they went through to get to that point.
0: Well, you look at it though and you see uh, like a lot of people you look at is you look at their – competition history. Yeah. And there's a website where you can click on them and you can search their naming and yeah. find out what weight they tr- competed at, what what show they competed at, yeah. Pro Raw or whatever yeah. it may be. Um yeah see their weight their age their lifts all the for that thing but you go back and you see these guys and and it's not just one show they've done just like you for example, back going back to even bodybuilding yeah it's not just one show they've done or one powerlifting meet they've competed in right you go back seven or eight years back to 2010 and for nine years yeah. and each show they've just been getting progressively better and better and their total has been getting better and better mm-hmm. over the years mm-hmm. i mean if i'm standing in the gym at the moment i'm about to start week two just finish week one i'm like fuck what is going on like i'm yeah. like i mean you saw i, d- I don't know if you saw but um like i put a post up and i deadlifted I see all
1: your posts man but I, I, got your, I got your notifications on but i
0: deadlifted 195 <laughs> for, for five sets of eight yeah i believe it was yeah and i mean but when you compare that to my max of 312 and a half yeah is it's nowhere near what it was mm-hmm. but then if i do go and say all right i'm going to compare myself to the australian strength coach who's deadlifting 370 mm-hmm. mm-hmm. i'm like fuck this is only just over half of yeah, what, what his he, max what is doing. yeah um but the thing is as well is yeah if you do that but then if I go back and if I start comparing myself to him and like 370 I'm pulling 195 for sets of 8 mm. you do start to get demotivated mm. but if I look and say well two weeks ago I hadn't deadlifted in two years and that's the point and it's looking at the big picture of alright exactly. Well, two weeks ago I was not doing anything.
1: And, but that's the point. Two of,
0: weeks ago, I couldn't even get in the position of a deadlift. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, but, how uh, bad, but, that's how bad my starting point was. I couldn't even... My t- hips and glutes were so tight, I couldn't actually get in the starting position of a deadlift.
1: Yes, 100%. And that's the whole, that's the whole point of this, this, what we've called this focus on yourself. Mm. Because if you focus on yourself... And your, uh, metrics for measuring progression are based on where you started and where you are right now, Mm. not where you are right now. And where someone who you idolize is, who has put in 20 years of work or Mm. whatever the number may be, that's where it becomes quite motivational rather than demotivational. Yeah. The one thing on the competitive side that, that I see a lot, um, being an aesthetic based athlete myself and drives me fucking nuts Mm is when people are prepping for shows, I men's physique guys, bodybuilders, bikini girls, figure girls, whatever. And they're consistently comparing themselves to the people who they're going to be competing against.
0: Exactly. And, but, it, and, but it freaks them out though. And it drives them. They the actually-
1: only thing it does is freak them the fuck out. Mm. I, have n- I have never seen. And listen, I'll be honest. I'm guilty of this as well. I have, and I consciously have to go, dude, what the fuck are you doing?
0: Yeah.
1: Like, why are you interested in what the the five guys who are going to push you in this comp are doing or where they're at or what progress they're making? It's literally going to make absolutely zero difference to yourself Mm. and your prep and how you're going to perform. And it is completely, there's nothing, you can't, you have zero control over it. You can't go and sabotage someone else's prep like no. it's the 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 only thing that's gonna come out of it is you comparing yourself to somebody else and you demotivating yourself because what you're seeing mm. which is what they're posting which is obviously their highlight rule which we've spoken mm. about many many times in the Massive Joe show that's what social media is a fucking highlight reel you're comparing their highlight reel to your reality, and the only thing it's going to do is demotivate you.
0: Exactly, and as you just said, is the picture is always under the right lighting. Yeah, they've they've picked the best of the fifty camera roll they can. They've, they've done, used they've their sharpen tool. They've got their contrast. They've they've got shadowing. But it's the same thing as well. Is and the funny thing is, but people like even back to people signing to DMs when people yeah. will say. Steve, what size t shirt do you wear? <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter what size t shirt I wear. Like, you've never met me. You don't know how tall I am. Yeah. You don't know how big Maybe I they am. just want
1: the t shirt off your back. Whatever. Well, I don't
0: know. Like, <laughs> it's just that thing. Again, it was just sliding to DMs. I mean, yeah. Let's just go back to what I was saying, though, about, about Sebastian, the Training Strength yeah. Coach, yeah. is the thing that I do. Yeah. is I'll look at, all right, his numbers are 370 squat, whatever, I don't know the numbers off the top of 370 squat, 240 bench, yeah. 370 deadlift. Yeah. And he's 37. Mm-hmm. So I think, all oh, well, right, I'm 30. Mm. I haven't been training. I know where I was at without actual proper powerlifting training, just okay. going lifting heavy. Yeah. So in seven years' time, if I actually put in a consistent amount of training, yeah. this is where I can get to. And I use it as more of a motivation of, all right, I've got seven years yeah. to get to his level. Yeah. I mean, you Look at that. Like, some freak, I can't even remember his name, it's like Yuri Belkin, I think his name is, or mm-hmm. something like that. And mm-hmm. he's from, um, Yugoslavia, yeah, Yugoslavia, Sounds somewhere. Like and he's just pulled 400 kilos. Ooh! He's just, he's it's the best lifter since uh, his best power lifter since Ed Cohn. So, he's got yeah. the 90, 100, and 110 kilo meets, and he's just pulled 400. That's what and he squats like 400, and he's like 26. What a legend! But the thing is, guys like that, is you just like, but that's the thing if you compare yourself to guys like this, yeah. you can compare yourself to Phil Heath, Jay Cutler. Yeah. Whatever it may be, yeah. Yeah. you're just going to be very disappointed with the training and it's just going to set you back. You did. You did. So that's the thing where yeah. I do is I'll say, all right, this is the benchmark uh-huh. of where I want to get to. Right. Now let's step backwards of how the things I need to do to put in place yeah. without comparing myself to them yeah. as a current, because it's not apples to apples at the moment. Mm. We're not comparing the same thing. No. I haven't been training for. You're never comparing the same thing. I haven't been training for 10 years. Um, Age is there, training. Mm. I mean, the Australian strength coach coaches Thor, for example. Like, he's got experience. Thing is, I used to go in when I used to train with you and I used to try and work up to one rep max and then Mm. walk out the gym. We used to train something else. So Mm -hmm. the training hasn't been there. So it's all right, let's just sit back. Let's actually reflect and see all right, well, have I put in meticulous training? No. Mm. Have I actually lifted any heavy weight in the last five years? Not particularly. Mm. Have I been working on my stretching, mobility, prehab? No. Well, I can't even begin. I don't have the right to be comparing myself to anyone Correct. because I haven't even, I haven't even stepped foot on the playing field yet.
1: That's right. And so there's a, there's a couple of things that you just mentioned now that that I I just want to dig a little bit deeper into. The first one was having the awareness of uh, the journeys being different and the background backgrounds mm. being different. So you mentioned the power lifter that you're currently following and you've done enough research to know that he's seven years older than you, the way he's been training, how long he's been training for so on and so forth. And that really ties into Uh, what we spoke about in episode six of the massive Joe show, which was realistic expectations Mm. and actually doing enough ground research to figure out what is and is not realistic Mm. and where you kind of sit on that playing field. I think that that's very, very important. The other thing that you mentioned was, um, doing enough research and making yourself aware enough so that if you are, comparing yourself to others or focusing on other people and not on yourself, mm. that it serves as a source of motivation and inspiration, mm. not becoming so wrapped up and so focused on what someone else is achieving by a certain age or what you know, whatever the metric is, mm. that it becomes demotivating because you're like, fuck, I'm busting my ass and I'm not where they are.
0: You just have to play that fine line very carefully, though.
1: It is a fine because line. Because
0: it's a very fine line of, all
1: right, I'm using that for
0: inspiration Correct. to boom. It becomes demotivated. I'm demotivated because
1: so of So how the, do you – and this is what I want to get to. So how do you – where is that line? How do you define it? How line do you is, know when I you've gone the, too far? I think far? the
0: line is setting that long-term goal, whether that's in your own head of, all right, I want to put two inches on my arms. Yeah. Or I want to deadlift 350 kilos, whatever yeah. that may be. Yeah. Or if that is somebody, Mm. it's hard being in a a physique-based sport like yourself Mm -hmm. because you can't say, I want to look like who's someone in the physique, men's physique. Um,
1: Uh, Someone who I'm going to compete against? Yeah. Let's go Ray. Yeah. Ray Edmonds.
0: So am I going to look like him? No, you're not. No. So you can't say in three years time I want to look like Ray Mm -hmm. because that's bullshit we both Mm -hmm. know the genetics aren't there Mm -hmm. whatever there's too many multitude factors that Mm -hmm. you're not going to look like him just like I'm never going to look like Phil Heath I'm never going to look like Jay Cutler yeah I'm not going to look like anyone I'm not the thing is I'm just going to look like myself the best possible version of myself Mm -hmm. but you can't compete yourself someone I mean it's a little bit different I find with Mm -hmm. powerlifting Mm -hmm. and that's why I like powerlifting because either you lift the weight or you don't lift the weight it's objective you've got 350 kilos. Do you pick yeah. it off the floor? or You don't. Yeah. It's not a, it's not all right. Well, I need my shoulders to look like yeah, yeah, yeah. this person. Yeah. I need it's not baby. someone else's opinion. I need my 26 inch waist. Like, yeah. What's his face? That like little fella, Jeremy, Jeremy. <laughs> 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 so it's things like that is, I think the strength training is like, all right, this is the, one of the top strongest men in Australia. Currently. Yeah. yeah. These are his left. This is his age. Mm-hmm. Is this a smart goal? Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Is mm-hmm. it a smart goal? Is mm-hmm. it, is it, um, measurable, is it realistic? Attentable,
1: yes. Realistic. Yes. yes
0: it is. Yeah. It's realistic. Is it realistic for me to look like Jay Cutler? No. Mm. It's not a smart goal. But mm. someone like the Australian strength coach is I can set those smart goals based on what mm. he's currently lifting mm-hmm. and giving myself a time bound of all right seven years mm-hmm. can I be totaling a thousand kilos. Yeah. Or whatever that may be. Yeah. But as soon as I start, yeah, using those or, or physique based, you start using those those um Yeah, those goals and comparing myself on a daily basis Mm -hmm. is that's when you're very suddenly going to switch yourself over the edge of, all right, am I motivated or am I demotivated because I'm not there yet? I think- And it's because people don't execute patience as well.
1: A 100%. Another episode we've spoken about. Patience and consistency. (laughs)
0: Is is that people aren't- I
1: can see how this shit all ties together, right? all tied
0: together because, yeah, people, people- for me, as I said just a second ago, is if I was to walk in and say, "All right, I'm pissed off because I'm not deadlifting 312 kilos again." Well, have I deadlifted? Have I done anything to make myself be yeah. able to deadlift that? No. So, so I, that, I, that's where I'm, that's where it's at with, with me, I guess, yeah. in that kind of thing.
1: And I, I like where you, where you've headed with this. So I think that you know when it comes to the fitness piece, definitely. The, the first and most important thing, and this is this is talking about to make sure that you're using the comparisons as a, a, a tool to motivate and inspire, yeah, but still being focused on yourself, so you're not you know going too far to that end of the spectrum where you're losing focus on yourself, you're focusing on other people because that tends to be where it becomes demotivating.
0: And those goals have right? to be, I think that, that goal has to be realistic at the end of the day as well.
1: Uh, so, so that's what I'm going to say. I think the first point when it comes to fitness, and this is whether you're a, a performance-based athlete, like a powerlifter or a strongman, or whether you're doing a, a challenge like the massive Joe's challenge and you're trying to lose some weight or build some muscle or you're myself, you're an elite physique athlete. The same principles apply. Mm. I think the first step is to set the SMART goal. Mm. Specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound. You have to set that. Mm. And it has to be rock solid because that's what's going to... That that needs to be the metric upon which you measure Mm. whether you're achieving your goals or not. Mm. So that's the first thing. I think then the second thing... Because we're not saying, you know, don't ever open Instagram again. Yeah. You know, we're not saying don't no. ever go and watch uh, something called Netflix about uh, a strongman documentary or something yeah. like that. We're not saying that. No. We're saying be aware of when it becomes so consuming mm. that it becomes demotivational and de inspirational. Yeah. And I think that that once you've set those smart goals in place it becomes pretty easy to tell, like if you're investing so much time and headspace and effort in following what other people are doing, that it becomes pretty obvious that you've lost focus on yourself mm. and you're now focusing on other people. That's when you need to be conscious enough to go okay, I need to pull this back.
0: I think I think another thing as well, in terms of focusing on yourself as well, is that As as I said before, in terms of comparing apples to apples, is if I am a nineteen-year-old natural kid who's just starting the gym, and I am comparing myself to, say, Chris Bumstead. Yeah, I know he's popular with with the with everyone these days. He is. But the thing is, is if they see him, or even let's say Callum von Moger as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're probably two guys who are very big in the social media uh, world at the moment. Mm -hmm. You see Callum, and Callum's always shredded. Mm -hmm. The thing is, as well, is is just genetics, Mm -hmm. drugs. Mm training mm-hmm. I and mean, you see a lot of things is, that, is it, that's his lifestyle is just training.
1: And that's, he that's his profession. Yeah. Right. Like he needs to be doing that. That's yeah. how, that's how he The thing, living.
0: But the thing is as well is if I'm a 19 year old natural kid, let's just say, um, and I want to, and I do want to get like Callum or yeah. I want to be, I want to be where Callum is. Let's just say that's my yeah. goal. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people do. I want to look like Callum Watermaker. Mm thing as well is like a lot of things they'll do is they won't actually take a good, honest look at themselves mm. and say, all right, well, if I want to do that, mm. is, is it a smart goal? Well, maybe not, mm. but I want to look like Callum. Mm. So what do I do uh, to get to that point from, from where I am to where I need to be? Mm. A lot of people say, oh, look at Callum. Callum stays at 6%, so I need to get down to 6%. Mm. But then they're trying to build muscle to get above 75 kilos because yeah. Callum weighs 110 and they're not putting on any weight, let's say. The thing is, as well, is you have to step away. And as you know, trying to put on muscle, you need to get a bit, a little bit flabby at I, times. I'm very
1: fluffy at the moment. Just say <laughs> but, it. <laughs> but, but, I'm not denying shit.
0: But the thing is, is is that is people aren't taking a good hard look at themselves and yeah. saying, all right, this is where I need to be. Correct. And focusing on what they need to do to get to that stage. Correct. They'll look at people, and it's the same as going back to asking how many calories you eat or mm-hmm. what size T-shirt you mm-hmm. wear. Mm-hmm. They'll say, all right, Callum, let's see him. He's got veins in his abs. Yeah. Because I just saw him post a video at Gold's Gym. Yeah. And he lifts up his shirt and he's got abs. So mm-hmm. I need to get abs. Him. So they diet down. Mm-hmm. They lose the five kilos of muscle they mm-hmm. had. Mm-hmm. Suddenly got no muscle and oh, fuck, now what I do.
1: And this is, uh, you know, this is what happens when you don't have the smart goal rock solid. No, and because you, you Because and you you just, you're just fucking floating in the wind depending on who you're focused on at that point in time and what they're doing. Yeah. And you become, you know what happens is you become incredibly reactive. You do. Rather than active in the first place.
0: So I've just started with, I'll go back to my powerlifting ends. So I've just started working with Fuzzy. Mm-hmm. Um, from Fuzzy's Power Brass. Gym here in for yep. us from Fuzzy's Power Gym here in um Adelaide. Shout out. Shout out. And um he's given me my training split. So yeah. the training I've been posting on my Instagram. Yeah. He's devised that training plan for me. Mm. But he's just sent me a Google Doc spreadsheet with my lifts mm. until October twenty five. There you go. Five months down the track. Boom. So my workouts are plan done to October twenty five. Yeah. There's no guessing in there. Yeah. There's my end goal yeah. of pulling three twenty five. Yeah. And to get to pulling 325, he's devised my plan of this is what you need to do to get there. Yeah. There's no guesswork in there.
1: And it's within your control. Yeah. Right? That's you can control that. And you know exactly what it looks like and you know the journey and what it looks like. So Mm. you're not going to see someone else doing some training technique or some shit on fucking Instagram or Facebook or Netflix or whatever and then flip and and become reactive Mm. and go, oh, well, that person's doing that. Maybe I should do that as well. But that's the thing you've, as well. set, you've set it up like that, right? Yeah. And that's that's the that's effectively the smart goal setting, right? That's step number one.
0: And it is, and it's what we, we hark on about with with the Massachusetts challenges, trusting the process. Yeah, is I need to trust the process that he's put in place for me to be mm. able to lift that weight. Correct. Um, I need to trust that these one ninety five for three sets of eight, and, and the stiff leg deadlifts, and the weights he's prescribed. There is method to the madness. Yeah. And at that date, this this is what I'll be pulling on the twenty fifth. So. Mm-hmm. That's the thing as well. Is is I do have that that actual plan in place of how I'll get to that end goal, that smart goal that I've set. Correct. Which is the short goal. Yeah. Which is all right. Short goal is three twenty five, mm-hmm. but my long goal is like if, I mean Fuzzy's pulled three seventy or Mr. the four hundred deadlift himself. Mm-hmm. So I could say to get to where he is, mm-hmm. or it could be to get to where Australian strength coaches of that three seventy three eighty deadlift. Mm-hmm. But that's that realistically is a five-year goal. Correct. It's not October 25, 2019. It's not 2019, a 5 months goal. Yeah. It's 2025 probably. And yep. a lot of people can't comprehend that long-term goal. Yeah. Just like, with, I mean, with your bodybuilding, when mm. you started, obviously, mm. with your uh, WBFF, no, it was WNBA, sorry. Mm-hmm. When you were in WNBA back in early... WNBF. WNBF,
1: you? So many, <laughs> Too many <laughs> acronyms. AMB, Yeah. fucking... Yeah.
0: But the thing is, as well as back then, is obviously your long-term goal, yeah. I don't know if it always, well, it didn't even exist with the thing when, when, you were started, when you were competing back then, is the IFB men's physique.
1: It didn't exist. So, it couldn't I mean, possibly have been a goal, because no. it didn't exist. But,
0: but if yeah. you did, yeah. if it did exist back then, yeah. and you were in the IMBA, or yeah. the WNBF, or whatever it was called is that would have been your long goal. That would have been probably your long-term goal. Correct. In But it would have been a five to 10-year goal. Correct. It wouldn't have been, all right, season B.
1: Mm, I'm going to turn pro. I'm going to turn pro
0: yeah. and compete two weeks later at the Olympia because I've just qualified at the Toronto Pro. <laughs> 100%. So
1: yeah. And even now, man, even now, we're getting a little bit off topic, but I'm going to address it anyway. Even now, you know, my 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 next goal competitively is make it to the Olympia stage. Mm. That's a five-year goal. Yeah. Like That's not going to be, I'm going to do a couple of pro shows, place well, somehow magically get qualified and next minute I'm on the Olympia stage. Mm. It's, that's, it's not realistic. Yeah. It could happen, absolutely, but it's not realistic. No. So when I'm looking at that process for me, when I'm setting my SMART goals, well, the T part, the time bound part for me is five years mm. and I'm happy with that mm. because the shit takes time. Mm. It does. And then that's going to force me to be active towards what I need to do to make the improvements I need to make Mm. to do the shows that I need to do to have the off seasons I need to have focusing on myself and my actions and the things within my realm of control to get me to that goal. I'm not going to be looking at what this person did and how they got enough points to qualify and which shows this person did Mm. and how long an off season that person took and how short an off season that person took because it makes no fucking difference to me. It's been completely reactive. It's completely outside of my realm of control. And in order to achieve what I want to achieve, I need to be focused on myself.
0: I was thinking, it was instead of looking at pictures of Chris Bumstead, well, he's, he's not men's physique, um, who did you say, Ray? I said Ray, yeah, yeah. So instead of looking at pictures of Ray, you'll look at pictures of yourself. Correct. And have a good analytical view of your current physique. Yeah. So, oh, look, my upper back, all right, I can look at photos of Ray. Yeah. So, well, Ray has very, this is what the judges are currently looking for. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. got that V taper, mm-hmm. upper back's well developed, big mm-hmm. upper chest, mm-hmm. big arms, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look, uh, what's the word? Not judgmental. going to look, whatever, critically at my mm-hmm. own photo mm-hmm. and say, all right, well, for the next six months, my main focus is going to be upper back and triceps. Sure. And then based from then on, on where
1: on, my physique is at in this point in time, based on yourself, though, not based on someone else's no. physique. Yeah. No,
0: based on your own physique. Right. So The thing is, if you look at your photo and you say, all right, Ray has a big upper chest. I'll look at my photo. I don't have an upper chest. So that's going to be my main focus. Correct. Right. But Ray has the same size of arms as me. So mm-hmm. probably my arm training is where it needs to be. Correct. Right. So for the next six months, my arm training is going to stay consistent. Yeah. But I'm going to throw in another upper back day and a trap day because mm-hmm. my traps are lagging. Whatever mm-hmm. that may be. Mm-hmm. Is yes, you can use it as an end goal mm-hmm. and say, all right, well, this is maybe where my physique needs to be mm-hmm. based on the other top five competitors in the men's physique, Mr. O, mm-hmm. but this is what I need to do to get there. To get there.
1: Exactly. Let's flip the script. Let's talk about business. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about careers because it's the same concept that I want to talk about, which is focusing on yourself, mm. but it's a slightly different application. hmm and the application I'm talking about and, and, and once again, this is something, you know, to show a bit of vulnerability, something that I'm very guilty of, mm. very guilty of. I think anyone who owns their own business kind of is because you get a little bit protective of, of your own business and your own progress. But looking at what your competitors are doing, mm. maybe not even competitors, but businesses within the same industry that perhaps aren't direct competitors, mm. but are still in the industry. And focusing on their successes or their failures or their growth or whatever you're looking at and becoming so obsessed with it that Mm. you actually lose focus on what you need to be doing to grow your business. And I also want to apply that to, you know, because a lot of people listening, watching who don't run their own business, but work for someone else, Mm. the same things apply to career progression, right? Within a, within a particular field, you know, you're looking at that other person who got the promotion or that mm. other person who got that position that you really wanted or what that other person's getting paid to do their particular job that you think they're getting paid too much for. Mm. Uh, you know, so the same principles of, of focusing on what other people are doing, what other people are achieving or not achieving or progressing or growing or whatever the fuck it is applies to both business. If you run your own business and applies to career progression if you're working for someone else. Mm.
0: I, mean, I think I, I'll go back to I'll go to this point first before I go to my second point, but oh, I think, sure. I think but only because this just dropped my, my uh, thought process then when you said about people comparing themselves, to, for example, to what other people get paid.
1: Correct. Yeah,
0: Probably the biggest thing I've seen, um, I mean, not not so much here, I guess, because I don't think really anybody really knows what anyone else is getting paid here. Well, you know what everyone gets paid. Well, I know as gets as Well, I do, but <laughs> <laughs> not too many people know... What everyone else gets paid yeah. though, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't have thought, I mean, yeah. probably everyone has a rough idea, but I don't mm. think they'd be right on the money. Mm. So, but the thing is as well is, uh, I'm going to use just i I'm just going to use a make believe world here, for example, sure. let's just say a, a deal is going to be editing this. So I'll use a deal as an example, mm-hmm. but let's just say a deal gets paid $50,000 a year mm-hmm. and I get paid $45,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Thing as well is a lot of people in a lot of businesses will say, oh, a deal, why does a deal get paid 50 grand Mm -hmm. and I do more work than him or I do Mm -hmm. this or Mm -hmm. I, my task is harder than his task or or whatever that may be. Yeah. And they crack the shits and don't actually put in work. Correct. It goes the opposite way. Correct. And they, they pull back, they stop doing the things they were doing. Yeah. They stop, like I mean, that Massive with Joe's as well. as we do have a lot of like free events, for example. Yeah, right, No, nah, I'm pissed off now. Nah, fuck that. Fuck Joe. Yeah, I'm not coming to those free events anymore. Yeah. I'm not going to on the common trains. Mm-hmm. Why should I? It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. I don't get paid for it. A deal gets paid more than me, and blah blah. blah. That is just going to make you step even further back next time it comes around and you're giving someone a promotion. Oh, uh-huh. well, <laughs> next time I say Joe, I deserve a pay rise. Yeah, why? What have you done to show me that? You, what have you done? Because over the,
1: someone else gets paid more than me and I think yeah. I'm more valuable.
0: What have you done over the last 12 months to warrant a pay rise? Yeah. Because when I come to you for a pay rise, yeah. which which does happen, obviously it's not a fucking make-believe world here. Yeah. I think that I should be able to sit down and say, Joe, these are reasons I deserve a pay rise. Mm-hmm. These are X, Y, Z. We've mm-hmm. seen growth in this department of the business, this department, this department by this much. Yeah. And this is why I warrant X percent or X amount of, of dollars pay extra. rise. Yeah. But then if you see a lot of people say, oh, no, fuck that. Fuck Joe. He's paying this person more. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. And you stop trying. You can tell when people's people's work ethics do drop at work. But it is a reason for money or what that may be. Or Mm -hmm. they're just... I don't really know what it is, I guess, but... It's not doing you any favors at all with your employer, yeah. current employer, Yeah. and then a lot of people I've seen will, will leave mm-hmm. because they think, "No nah, fuck that, I'm worth more than that." Mm-hmm. I'll go to this other business because they'll pay me more. Mm-hmm. And they get there, and the job shitter, yeah. the environment they're in is crapper. Mm-hmm. Less. They thought the
1: grass was greener, and
0: it yeah. was actually dirt. Less bonuses, yeah. less like bonuses as in like perks of working on the job. Mm-hmm. You're not in an industry you enjoy now. Mm-hmm. And now suddenly for an extra $2,000, mm-hmm. you're actually three steps back than when you first started. Now you hate right. your job. Now you really don't want to work when you go to job work yeah. because you hate your job. Yeah. That's probably the biggest thing that I see from yeah comparing yourself to others is is those effects it has on your own mindset mm. in regards to your work life mm-hmm. and, and how you put in at work.
1: Mm-hmm. So here's the thing, right? So we said with regards to fitness mm-hmm. that you want to kind of toe the line of becoming so focused on other people and their progress that it becomes demotivational. Mm. I think what happens in the business and career context is it's not so obviously demotivational as such, mm. but what happens is you start focusing on other people and and from a career perspective what other people are getting paid or from a business perspective what other businesses are achieving and It causes you to actually stop doing what's within your control Mm. to achieve the same level of pay or the same level of success. Exactly. So it it almost is not demotivational in the context of some fluffy, you know, uh, concept that you talk about. But Mm. the actual application is that you stop putting in work. Mm. That's the actual application. And we've seen that with staff members before. Mm. And to be honest, I've seen that with myself before I'll become so consumed with fuck man. How did that company most of the time it's a competitor to us. How did they like, how is that possible? Mm. And I stopped doing what I know is going to work for me and, Mm. and this business, because I become so consumed with how did they do that mm. and what steps did they take? And perhaps we're not, perhaps we're going in the wrong direction. So the actual practical application is fucked. Mm.
0: I think that definitely like, don't get me wrong. I think everyone goes to that stage one time or another. I mean, i speak to like speaking to my parents, for example, yeah. cause I'll have times at work when they're like, Oh, I had to do X, Y, Z at work. And yeah. I don't get paid enough to do this. I think yeah. everyone has that yeah, everyone kind of, that, yeah. everyone does yeah. that. Yeah. But I think it's all about really how long you stay in that mindset for. Correct. Um, look, as I said, everyone has that mindset. Everyone has that. Now, nah, fuck that of thing. And then I think even for me, if I do get in a, in a bad mindset because of something or other, mm. I think you'll agree that I really don't think I've been in that mindset for the past twelve months Mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. Or if I have, it's been three minutes worth. But Mm -hmm. it's really about how long it takes you, right? How long am I gonna snap out of this? out of it. Sometimes I'll take if I'm having a bad day at work, yeah. This is just this is nothing about what we're talking about. But if I have a bad day at work, Mm -hmm. I'll step out of that zone, I'll walk over to Castle Plaza, Mm -hmm. go to Coles, Mm -hmm. walk around, do a lap, reset, come back, right, boom, back into it. Good to go. And it's how long it takes you to shift out of that mindset of that negative mindset. Yeah. Or are you just going to be sucked into that black hole and- And, and it sucks, it you, sucks in, you in, man. So. It sucks you in. It's fucking powerful. Oh, we've seen that. And people just haven't gotten out of that black
1: hole. Yeah. And then- they're no along with the company. So that's usually the way that it ends. Yeah. Um, Or businesses that focus on, on their competitors so much that they go out of business.
0: And we've seen that ourselves as well as people have tried to take on us. Mm -hmm. They've tried to, (laughs) without naming names, they've, they've tried to open too many retail stores. Uh They haven't had their hands or fingers, eyes across everything. Mm -hmm. They've tried to go too hard, haven't Mm -hmm. been able to uh, keep up with the growth of their business and demand of their business. They've gone out of business. Correct. Has happened and um, they've admitted that they've tried to keep up with us. Mm-hmm. Um, Is yeah, because they haven't focused on what they were doing. I mean, probably if those businesses had a focus on what they were doing, mm-hmm. maybe they might have done all right. They could have been successful with two or three stores. Exactly. Then they've tried to go, all right. Massive Joe's has 10 stores, so we've got to have 15. Yeah. Made stupid business decisions, Correct. thinking with the Massive Joe's in, in our targets. Yeah. And haven't made wise decisions from a business point of view, mm-hmm. and have paid the price for it.
1: Have made reactive business decisions, based on what uh, what another business is doing, or based exactly. on what another business has achieved, or been able to achieve, or the growth uh, curve that another business is on, and being reactive instead of mm. active.
0: I think another thing as well um, is 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 making decisions on your business based on what other businesses are doing. Mm-hmm. There used to be a time, probably when we first started, mm-hmm. when I used to know, I could, I could almost tell you every single web page of every one of our competitors. Mm-hmm. I could mm-hmm. tell you what mm-hmm. every competitor was doing, what every mm-hmm. competitor was pushing, mm-hmm. what their best sellers were. What blah blah. And now I don't think I could tell you anything about any of our competitors.
1: Because we're so focused on what we're doing. <laughs>
0: because I, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. Somebody, tells, somebody will come in and a rep will come in and, oh, blah, blah, just open a store here. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've got no I, I don't care and I've got no idea.
1: So, but here's the thing, right? So similar to the fitness side of things, you know, when, when we're talking about fitness, we're like, we're not telling you to never use Instagram mm. and not seek, not go and look at what other people are doing. That's, yeah. that's stupid. So from the business and the career perspective, it's a similar type of situation. It's not that you don't from, from a business side of things, it's not that you don't want to know what your competitors are doing. You kind of like, you need to know a little bit about what's going on from a career perspective. It's not like you don't want to know, you know, how other people are being rewarded or other, how other people are progressing through their career, so on and so forth, because it gives you a reference point, right? So it's not that we're saying, you know, never do any competitor research at all mm. and don't give a fuck about what anyone else in the business is doing or not doing. There needs to be a certain level of mm. awareness around that.
0: I think something like you just said is, yeah, competitor research is probably different to worrying about what competitors are doing though. Yeah. Um, I mean, an example of that would be let's say we go and see that our top 3 competitors in New South Wales are all now offering afterpay online. Mm-hmm. All right. To stay in line with the market trend, we need Correct. to bring afterpay online. Yeah, we need to bring afterpay in store yeah. and stay. Hey, look, is that a reason why people might shop elsewhere because mm. now our competitors are providing afterpay? Mm. Yeah, it could be. Mm. On the weekend, I went to buy a pair of shoes. Went to Footlocker. Your friend at Footlocker, yes, went in there. Do you provide afterpay in store? They're not my friends. Right? <laughs> <laughs> do you provide afterpay in store? No, we don't. We do online. I'm like, well, fuck. What's the good of that? <laughs> can, <laughs> no, I, can I walk out? Let the me f- just get my phone. Yeah. Out? Like, can I, I out the front, it online? order online, and just pick it and grab it off the shelf? Yeah. Um, but I walked out and walked down the road to Platypus and bought a pair of shoes because then they offered both pay in store. Yeah. Not that I couldn't afford it, but I just yeah. didn't want to give them 200 bucks straight up. Correct. So the thing as well is, is that costing people customers? Mm. Yeah, it is. So probably that's something that our business needs to change Correct. to stay in line with the current market trend. Yeah. Um, probably something that we've fallen in the trap of in the past is looking and saying, all right, our competitors in Queensland will mm-hmm. sell a certain brand of protein. Mm-hmm. Everyone sells it. Mm-hmm. We went when we went up, and when we were looking to open our first retail store, yep. and there was I a certain brand. Specifically. There was yep. a certain brand that every single product, that every single shop sold, and it yep. was floor to ceiling high of this mm-hmm. product. Mm-hmm. We came back like, "Fuck, we got to get this in stock." Mm-hmm. We loaded up on it. And mm-hmm. so I don't think we sold a tub of it in I,
1: six months. I think we ended up clearing it out at a clearance yeah. sale. If so, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, we acted
0: by basing on what other companies were doing, correct? Not from what we knew from past experience was working. We had brands that yeah. were selling walking out the door, yep. people coming in and um, like MTS way, for example, mm. people were coming in, buying two, three tubs at a time. Mm-hmm. Barney Ong was buying five tubs at a time when we got restocked of, of MTS way. Shout out Barney Ong. Shout out to Barney. So the thing is, is we've gone here reactively yep. based on what our competitors were doing because right. we were focusing on what they were doing and saying, well, look, these companies are stocking this brand of protein. Yep. Let's go get this in, tied up cash flow. Yep. sat there. We had to sell it at a loss. Mm-hmm. Whereas we should have put our efforts into the things we knew were going we knew were going to work. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's exactly the same, you know, just to tie that back to career progression as well. You know, sometimes you do want to see how your colleagues careers have progressed because it can show you a bit of a blueprint on how it can be done. Yeah. But in both career and business, it comes back to knowing what your personal journey looks like, knowing your strengths, knowing your weaknesses, setting your smart goals and, and actually having all of that planned out so that once again you are able to be active with certainty rather than be uncertain as to where you're heading and what you're trying to achieve and therefore become reactive because all you're doing is saying well that company sells a lot of this protein we don't really know what we're supposed to be doing, so why don't we do that as well? Mm. Or this person's career has progressed in this route. I don't actually know how I want mine to progress, but it worked for them, so fuck it. I'm just going to copy it. Okay. That's the, the it's it. That's the thing is having certainty around what that looks like for you. Mm. Well, the thing is, is
0: looking at somebody else. I'll use myself, for example. So, if one yeah. of another team members, for example, is looking at me, yeah. I mean, I'm I'd use me because it's measurable. So mm-hmm. uh, I take care still of the online sales to some degree. I guess yeah. really it falls back on me. Mm-hmm. And also distribution with with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing as well is if I'm sitting there at, at the end of 12 months and I can say, look, Joe, the online sales have grown 22 point, 22.3% in the last mm-hmm. financial year mm-hmm. or the last latest calendar year, mm-hmm. this is why I deserve a, a pay rise. Mm-hmm. Um, or distribution has grown by 17%, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. We've grown 50 accounts. We've mm. done this. We've done that. Blah, blah blah. Out of stocks, and kept to a minimal. Blah, mm. blah, blah blah. Those kind of things. The KPIs. That's the thing. Is everyone gets set KPIs. Mm. So the thing is, if I've if I've hit all these targets, this is why. I, this is why I am worth it. Am worth it. Yeah. As I said before. So if one of our employees, I would say a deal for example, mm-hmm. if it's if it's switched over, deal. Why is Steve getting a pay rise and I'm not? For example, yeah. well, Steve's in grow growing this by 22% and this by 17%. So I mean, then it gives someone. A reason to That's work great. on, All right? Well, I need yeah. to grow the business yeah. to warrant myself to get a pay rise. You know what? If I came in and, and online sales had dropped by fifteen percent, distributions dropped by forty percent. Yeah, we've lost accounts. Yeah, have I been doing my job? No. Why do I deserve a pay rise? Well, yeah. you don't because if I put three million dollars on mm. growing our online sales from two mm. to five million, let's say example, mm. then yeah, I'd say look. I think you can afford to pay me an extra couple grand here, Joe. Yeah. But if if those numbers aren't there, mm-hmm. and then someone can come back and say, look, well, why does Steve get a pay rise? Because this is what he did. And then, then then it gives you clarification and gives you a bit of a bit of clearance mm-hmm. or a bit of a clear clear sight of all right, these are the things I need to be doing to warrant a pay rise. But the thing as well is yeah, you're looking at what someone else is doing now. Yeah. All right. They're improving the business. Yeah. We're seeing growth. Yeah. That's why they got it all right, now i go back to my board. What do I need to do that in 12 months time, when I sit down with Joe and say, all right, this is why I need to pay rise. Well, I've grown the IT team by 10 Mm. people. We've Mm. doubled the amount of videos. We've Mm. doubled this, blah, 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 blah. I've always hit my KPIs. Then all right. Yeah. Maybe you're, you're due for it, but you're not basing, you're not copying me. You're not, Like focusing on what I'm doing and then getting demotivated, Mm -hmm. using that as motivation of, all right, well, yeah, he has actually grown his side of the business. And that's exactly
1: what I'm saying about there's that fine line where it does actually pay to have awareness about how someone's career has progressed, how a colleague's career has progressed. Mm. Because it gives you indications, well, effectively, sometimes even the blueprint as to how you can do it. And even in the business application, right? So there's some companies that that I look up to and I follow Mm. in the US, I'm sure you're aware who they Mm. are, who are five to 10 years older than Massive Joes. And a lot of what they've achieved has come within that five to 10 years. Mm. So I seek inspiration in that. And I kind of use that as a bit of a blueprint as well. I'm like, okay, well, let me do my research. Let me figure out how they actually did this. And then let's see if we can, not copy it, but we can take the same principles Mm. and apply them, and I seek the inspiration in that. Yeah. But you said something, and I'm very happy you said it because one of the questions that I've got written down here, um, and I do this quite often in episodes of The Massive Joe Show, is I'll have a question that I actually don't know the answer to, Mm. and I'll see if the answer becomes visible while we are talking. And this one did. So my question was, why do we focus on others so much? And you said something that made that very apparent. I think the reason why some people get pulled into this black hole Mm. of focusing on other people, whether it's from a business perspective, whether it's your competitors from a career progression, whether it's your colleagues from the fitness side of things, whether it's someone who you're supposed to look up to, but then becomes demotivational, Mm. I think the reason why we focus on them so much has to do with lack of clarity in our own journey Mm. and insecurity Mm. in our abilities to achieve it.
0: Well, that's that's the thing is if – let's just go back to that fitness thing, for example, is if I've got a goal of 350-kilo deadlift – if I have a clear clarity of, all right, this is the training program I need to follow for the next five to six months. You know exactly what you're doing. I've got clarity of how to get there. Yeah. I'm not guessing it. I'm not having to compare myself because I know that I trust the process yeah. and in six months I'll be pulling that amount of weight. And you're confident
1: that that's going to happen. Exactly. So you've got clarity and you've got lack of insecurity or confidence is mm. the is the other side of insecurity.
0: And that's the thing is as well is, yeah, the... I know the steps that need uh, need to be put in place to get there. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, have clarity of the process. Mm-hmm. But I have just going to the gym, which a lot of guys do, like, all right, I'm going to start deadlifts four sets of eight and not really know what weight, weight I'm going to be lifting. I'll just see how I feel on that day. There's no progressive overload to the next week. There's no deload weeks, whatever that may be. There's no accessory work that's going to help me with my deadlift. Well, am I going to reach my goal? No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get to 350. Mm-hmm. I might go up, back up to 300 because... I know I can pull 300 and I'm confident that I can pull 300 again, mm-hmm. but am I going to get that next level of 350? Probably not because mm-hmm. I don't have those right steps in place. Absolutely. Same with business though, mm-hmm. is if you don't have the right clarity of, all right, how are we going to get this growth? Obviously this is off topic a little bit as well. No, this but is a
1: hundred percent on topic.
0: But if you don't have the clarity of, right, how are we going to increase sales from yep. two to 5 million this yep. year? I mean, that's a big jump. Fuck. It'd be all right, but I'm not saying that we do 2 million. I was just using numbers, but two <laughs> to 5 million, two to <laughs> yeah. 5 million yeah. is, how am I going to get there? What steps are we going to put in place? Which you and I do in January of each year mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is steps we need to do and, and um, KPIs and, and those kind of things mm-hmm. is we know what we need to do each year to get to those numbers. We break it down each year. We want to do 10 million in sales or mm-hmm. well, let's say 12 million in sales because it's an easy number to do. Mm-hmm. All right. 12 million sales. That's a million dollars each year, uh, yeah. each month. Yeah. Break that down. Mm-hmm. What is that per week divided by 4.33? Per week, we need to do. I can't do numbers from my head, yeah. but it's hundred twenty thousand dollars or something, mm-hmm. whatever that be. Maybe a week. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that per per day, what's that equal to? How many sales is that equal to? It's equal to one hundred and thirty sales at one hundred and fifty dollars, mm-hmm. because we have those numbers as well. We know that we our average online sale is one hundred fifty dollars. Let's say yeah to get that is 130 or how do we get 130 sales we've broken it down right back to the bare basics Mm -hmm. we're not just creating numbers out the top of our head Mm -hmm. we know our current stats of where we're at Mm -hmm. all right well we're doing 100 customers a day Mm -hmm. spending 140 dollars well how do we increase our average spend to 150 Mm dollars how do we go from 100 customers to 120 customers is those things are put in place and we have all right well this is where we're going to be Look, January... It's the, it's the, it's
1: the clarity the, of the plan and the confidence that you can execute it.
0: And the thing as well and, is...
1: And focusing on what's within your realm of control as what, well. And, so and like it's what we
0: do, though, as well, is we yeah. don't we don't just start, all right, well, this is where we're currently at. We're doing $100. Yeah. Oh, sorry, 100 sales a day at yeah. $140. Yeah. We don't just start, all right, next week, $130. We're not. you are not just start there. Right, well, how do we go this week? We're at hundred, 140. Yeah. All right. By March, we want to be doing 120 Yeah. and 145. Mm-hmm. All right. So how do we get to that stage in between there? Everything is planned. It's not just
1: hope. 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 <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Man, I really like where we're getting with this. So I, I've got, I'm going to start pulling this all together, right? In in, And I'm going to try and, and incorporate both fitness and business and career and Whatever, for whatever reason you're listening to this episode of the massive Joe show, I want you to be able to take this away and Mm. apply it to however you want to apply it, whatever you're applying it to. So this is, this is kind of the blueprint that we're coming to on how to make sure you're focused on yourself. The first is proper goal setting, smart goals, smart goal setting broken down into this is exactly what I need to execute on on the micro to achieve the macro SMART goal. Mm-hmm. Specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, time bound. That's step number one. Breaking that down to a point where you have absolute clarity on how you're going to achieve that SMART goal mm-hmm. and sufficient confidence to know that it can be achieved. Mm-hmm. So you have clarity, you have confidence. Uncertainty is out the window, insecurities out the window. We have a smart goal. We have clarity. We have confidence. And just
0: on that point, that's exactly where like business and for example, powerlifting have in common Yeah, is you're not just going from deadlifting 200 kilos to three weeks time deadlifting 350. Just like in business, you're not going to be doing a hundred grand a month to straight away doing 180 grand per month. You need to put that structure in place of, all right, well, how do I actually get there?
1: Yeah. The next step is then to actually go and look at what other people are doing. Mm. And this is the awareness piece. So from a fitness, go and have a look, you know, what the top powerlifters are doing, what the top physique people are doing, what other people in the challenge are achieving. From a business perspective, what your competitors are doing. From a career perspective, what your colleagues are achieving, so on and so forth. And using that, being aware of it, taking from it what you can to apply and add, more fortification to your own clarity and your own confidence.
0: I think as well, just extending on that yeah. topic, yeah. that point there is, is when you are going out and searching people and looking at what they're doing mm-hmm. is part of the smart goals is realistic mm-hmm. is make sure the people you're looking at are realistic
1: and make sure you do the research yeah. to the, know how who, they got uh, to who, where they and are. and uh, who
0: is realistic for you to look at yeah. who in your five year plan is at- achievable. Yeah. your Joseph Menzel, probably mm-hmm. stupid, to be looking at Mark Zuckerberg, mm-hmm. who's worth $78 billion mm-hmm. <laughs> and makes mm-hmm. a ridiculous obscene amount of money, and Facebook makes an obscene amount of money each day, Yeah. is Massive Joes isn't... You're not going to be comparing Massive Joes no. to what Mark Zuckerberg does. No. Nor no, like, would you. No, no. There's no point. But that's the thing I'm saying is be realistic and say, all right, well, this yeah. is the realm of I'm in. All right, that's where probably you might say that you looked at people from America. Mm-hmm. It's right, well, what company in America, for mm-hmm. example, is, is sort of same sort of business model, mm-hmm. same sort of business size. We've got mm-hmm. 40 employees. They've got 50
1: employees. Mm-hmm. They
0: they've is very different, obviously.
1: Or I mean, even, even doing enough research to know, and I'm not going to mention names, but I'm sure you know who I'm talking about, mm-hmm. Is, you know, seven years ago, yeah. they were exactly where we are now.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing, is, you know, and that's that's something we've spoken about, about that company in particular is, right, that's where they were, this is where they are, how have they gotten to that point? Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying is you're realistically yeah. basing your goals on, on them. Correct. Um, you look at someone, like I just said, there's no point me going and comparing his different different sport, but Thor. Mm-hmm. The dude pulls 400 for reps. Yeah he's hundred what, 40, 50 kilos yeah. and seven foot fucking 18 yeah. is, is, is a fucking monster. <laughs> There's no point in me comparing my training, yeah. my lifting to yeah. Thor. All right. That's where I step it back and say, all right, well, exactly. who's, who's, yeah. who's that realistic?
1: And that's the, that's the, that's this, this third step. That's the awareness piece is mm. have awareness to know what is inspirational and where the line is between being inspirational and being demotivational. Mm. And as soon as you cross that line, step it back. Yeah. Stop focusing on that person or that company or that colleague or whatever the fuck it is, because now it's starting to detract either in a fluffy sense conceptually from your own motivation or in a very practical sense actually preventing you from doing what you need to do on a day-to-day basis to get to where you need to go.
0: The thing as well is a we, is point we've missed and I wanted to bring up is, is yeah. Us at Massive Joe's, we know how we want to be perceived by people. Correct. We know what, what our culture, company culture wants to be like. Yeah. We know what we want to be perceived as. We want, we want to, what, when people think Massive Joe's, what do they think? Mm-hmm. We know those things because we've made it very clear, as we said in those meetings that you and I have had in January and we've yeah. had with other staff members, yeah. is we know what avenue and what route we want to take. We mm-hmm. know how we want to be perceived. We mm-hmm. know how we want to come across and people with, say Massive Joe's. Yeah. We don't want to be that polo wearing chemist kind of supplement shop. Correct. That's not what we're going for. So we need to stay in our own lane. Correct. And when we start comparing ourselves, all right? well, what's if we start comparing ourselves mm-hmm. to this chemist brand, mm-hmm. what are they doing? Well, that's not who we want to be. So we don't need to and compare then, ourselves. That's a
1: hundred percent. The confidence versus insecurity. Yeah. If you're insecure about your plan and you lack clarity and it's uncertain, mm. that's when you start jumping and being reactive. You have if to be certain. And you have a hundred percent confidence. Like we do, mm. we know exactly where we're going. Mm. We're a hundred percent confident in what we're doing and the fact that it's going to work. Mm. And so we're active. And so we'll do research and we'll see what other companies are doing and what's working for them and what's not working for them and so on and so forth to have awareness. But at the same time, we're not going to become so consumed that we're like, oh, fuck, maybe we should do that as well.
0: I don't think that – I think there's something to be said for yourself and myself um, with Massive Joes is I don't think we've ever actually acted upon anything that we weren't confident in.
1: Correct. Yeah.
0: And that's even from the very start. Yeah. I mean, you go back to opening Durning Court for that first stop. Yeah. I was confident, and I told you, Joe, you need to open a store here. Yeah. I, that was one thing there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, when you went to went to your first warehouse, mm-hmm. for example, mm-hmm. um, in Woodlands Terrace, is mm-hmm. you were confident mm-hmm. that that was the right step you need mm-hmm. to do, and that was going to expand the business, which yeah. it has yeah. now we're in an even bigger warehouse in Furness Avenue. Yeah. So you've always had confidence. In the vision. In the vision, and that the the choice you're about to make was going to pay off. Mm -hmm. Just like you have to have confidence in your training program Mm -hmm. or confidence in the decisions you're making. I can't think of a single thing that we thought, oh, this might work, it might not, Mm -hmm. but let's do it. Mm -hmm. I think everything that you and I have personally decided upon... Mm -hmm we've had confidence in that, yeah, this is going to work. Mm -hmm. There's things that people, the employees, we've entrusted them Mm -hmm. and we've entrusted them because we thought they were the right people in the job and they haven't paid off in the end. But I think that everything you and I have had confidence in has paid off.
1: Yeah. I think then, so those are the first three steps, the goal setting, the clarity and confidence, the awareness and making sure you're not going too far that it becomes consuming and demotivational, Mm. but it is market research and inspirational. And then I think the, probably the fourth and final step is making sure that you are spending the majority of your time being active towards execution on your plan towards your SMART goals mm. and the least amount of time being reactive. Mm. And what I mean by that is spending the most amount of time as possible working on things that are within your control mm. and the least amount of time as possible working on things or you can't work on them, but trying to work on things mm. that are outside of your realm of control. Mm. And I think that ties it all together. If you are, if you get to the point where you are consistently trying to do things that you have no control over yeah. or obsessing over things that you have zero control over mm. or you, consuming way too much time, energy, and effort in things that there is no way you are going to be able to influence them. Mm. That's a fucking problem. Yeah. And you need to very, very quickly, like you said, reset, quickly flip the switch and get back within your realm of control Mm. where you can have actual influence on the direction that your fitness journey, business journey, career journey is taking.
0: Mm. Exactly. I mean, you know, that's that's like I said before. Is if you if you were watching Instagram and Jeremy Boynina is doing side raises, mm-hmm. and then you go out and you say, oh, "I'm meant to be training chest tonight, mm-hmm. but I'm going to do side raises because Jeremy Boynina is doing side raises." Mm-hmm. You go do side raises, but your size, <laughs> you have been told that your shoulders are too big, and now you haven't done your chest workout exactly. where your chest is underdeveloped. Exactly.
1: exactly. It's just there's this um there's this saying that uh, I I've written a couple of um inspirational motivational posts on on Instagram with this, uh, I've actually used this quote in in a couple of them, but with this quote in mind. It's one of my favourites when it comes to achieving things, whether it's fitness, business, career, anything. And the quote is, you don't have to lose for other people to win. Mm. And effectively what that quote is highlighting is the fact that other people's success is not coming out of your pocket. Mm. And I think a lot of the time that is a driving force. We mentioned lack of clarity or uncertainty and Mm. we mentioned insecurity. I think another driving force is the fact that people become so uh, wrapped up in their own ego Mm. that they think if they see other people achieving fitness goals or they see other people, competitors um, succeeding in business, or they see their colleagues succeeding in their career development, that that is actually coming out of their pocket. Mm. And therefore they obsess with it and they hate it Mm. and they become consumed with it and get drawn into that black hole of focusing on it because they think, fuck, that person won, therefore I lost. Mm. Exactly. And it's just not true. There's so much opportunity. Mm. You do not have to lose for other people to win. Mm. So don't look at other people's success and become envious of it. Look at other people's success and become inspired by it.
0: This thing, I mean, if, if I'm, okay, if, if, if Australian strength coach, I'm going to go back there again. Australian yeah. strength coach deadlift is 370. Yeah. And in my mind every day is 370. My smart goal is 370. If I see Larry Wills, have you yeah. seen Larry Wills? I have seen Larry Wills. Who's 400. Yeah. I shouldn't be like, fuck this. Like <laughs> I give up. It's like, all right. I probably need to reassess my smart goals. Then yeah. that five, 10 year mm-hmm. goal of three seventy or three eighty, mm-hmm. maybe possibly now it's 400. Yeah. Cause I'm 23 year old freak is <laughs> 400 yeah. for reps off the ground. Yeah. But then that's the thing is, yeah, you don't get demotivated by seeing someone else being successful. As you just said, mm-hmm. use that as inspiration. All right. Well, it's, it's that, it's that Nike slogan of nothing is impossible. Mm-hmm impossible it, is nothing whatever it is
1: <laughs> and i, I think it's an added ass slogan <laughs> whatever it is
0: it didn't well it didn't work well with me but oh, the shit. thing as well is is the things that you probably did think was impossible yeah. then they're not though Correct. because someone else has, has done it
1: someone else has done it it's inspirational now the bar has been has been set it's, it's, been like, moved. it's like when
0: you see Usain bolts competitors yeah. and he suddenly runs a 9.76 or whatever it is mm. what are they just going to not show up the next day where mm. he's going to run the next race on his own well no people think it's... well fuck well maybe that 9.6 or 9.5 is somewhat achievable when 20 years ago or 30 years ago whenever it was I don't even know when it was yeah. but they thought a sub 10 second wasn't achievable Yeah, it's the same as that um, reading Shoe Dog mm-hmm. the Phil Knight story is mm-hmm. when he was talking about the was it the 3 minute mile or something yeah Yep. And you're saying that nobody could beat three minutes. Nobody could yeah, beat three minutes. Someone beat it. All of a sudden, Boom, everyone, all of a sudden everyone started doing it. Yeah, And they had it's... like 15 or 20 people after it, nobody had hit a three-minute mile in yeah. ever. Yeah, Suddenly wherever. 15 people hit it in the next six months yeah. because it's suddenly showing, all right, it's fuck, achievable. it's achievable. Yeah.
1: It's 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 funny you mentioned that as well, man, because I was listening to um, uh, Ed Milet, um runs a podcast called Max Out. Amazing podcast. Shout out to Ed Mylett. Mm-hmm. And uh, he interviewed Sean White, mm. the snowboarder, yeah. in um, one of his most recent podcasts. And Sean was talking about what his mindset would be when he's at like the top of the half pipe, mm. the person before him does like this amazing run, drops mm. a new trick that no one's ever seen before, mm. um, you know, and just, just smashes it. Because a lot of people, the mindset would be, oh, fuck, mm. now I have to follow that up. Yeah. Whereas Sean's mindset as he explained it, was, well, if that person could do it, yeah. well, that means I can do it. yeah. So it was not, it, it once again, it's it's such a mindset piece. And I think possibly, this is possibly the gem of this episode because mm. we've given the practical steps, mm. but I think the mindset piece is probably the make or break. Mm. If you can be in the mindset where, you can see the success of other people as inspirational yeah. rather than demotivational. Mm. That's the key. Mm. If you can get to the point where you're like, I do not have to lose for others to win. Mm. And I'm actually inspired by other people's success in fitness, business, career progression. I actually look at what other people have achieved. And instead of going, why not me? I go, that means I can do it too. Mm. That is where you need to be.
0: I'm going to take that one step further.
1: Yeah.
0: It's all right, knowing then what is possible and being inspired by that. Yeah. Then going back and putting plans into place for yourself mm-hmm. to get there.
1: To get there, exactly.
0: I'm not going to see Joseph Menzel yeah. get his IFBB Pro card. Yeah. And I'm not going to go and say, Joe, what do you eat? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, all right, well, that's what's possible. Mm-hmm. A kid from Adelaide, or mm-hmm. a kid, you know what I mean? A kid from Adelaide yeah. just got his Pro card. Yeah. Go step on the Mr. Olympia stage. Yeah. Fuck, what does that mean I can achieve? Yeah. I could do that too if Joe can do it. Yeah. All right, what do I need to do? This is my diet I need to put in place. Yeah. It's not get on your DM messages and ask Joe what he eats. Yeah. It's not going to get you there. You're yeah. already too focused on Joe. Yeah. You need to step back and say, all right, Joe is my inspiration, mm-hmm. but I need to focus on myself and what do I need to do to get there?
1: It, the process repeats. You it, it, it Literally, it's cyclical. Mm. It's the SMART goal. It's having the clarity and the confidence in the process. It's having the awareness to seek inspiration from other people. It's focusing on what you can control and not focusing on what you can't control. Mm. Spinning the mindset to the point where you don't have to lose for other people to win mm. and repeating at step one <laughs> and running through again. <laughs> it literally, it's a, it's, a, it's a circular process, but the steps remain exactly the same. Exactly. And I think the more times you go through the rotation of the circular process, the more fortified that mindset's going to get. <laughs> So I look now and dude, like I'm talking fucking for me, this, this, this personal development piece with regards to focusing on myself and seeking inspiration in the success of others, rather than being demotivated and envious of it Mm. has probably been something that I've really only just developed in the last 18 months, Mm. I reckon. Yeah. Because I noticed that there was something wrong. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah. And it's just that it, it is, it's the, the, the continual turning of the cogs, the continual repetition of the process to the point where now I see other people succeeding in any area of life and like, fuck man, like that is, I'm inspired by that. Good mm. for you. You deserve it. Even mm. if you don't deserve it, you fucking deserve it. Or you worked Good for, for it. You. you worked for it. I'm inspired by that. Mm. I love it. Mm. So let me now go back and reassess my goals mm. and repeat the process again. Mm. And it just fortifies that mindset.
0: The thing that probably is something that that is that I've learned yeah. is instead of getting um, what's, um, I'm looking for, instead getting disheartened or, or whatever by demotivated, de- motivated by yep. someone's success,
1: mm.
0: is then also surrounding yourself with
1: that person. though. Hundred percent. You are the company you keep, man.
0: Yeah, is not going and saying, "Oh, look, I'm going to go ignore Joe and just talk shit about Joe." Now, yep. I'm going to actually reach out to him.
1: Mm-hmm. Joe, can we train sometime? Say, congratulations. I'm inspired by you, man. A little bit of a pat in the back, a little bit Mm. of boosting confidence, and surround yourself. With, yeah. with the people who you want to be like.
0: The thing, if you Correct. keep hanging out with the losers that you've been keeping out, hanging out with, that do yeah. have that negative mm-hmm. mindset and mm-hmm. just sit around and talk shit about other people. Because yep. everyone, everyone knows they're...
1: Reactive. Mm-hmm. You and I have
0: both met people that we've met them and they've just talked shit about other people. It's like, All right, I'm not- Most
1: people in this industry do that, man. <laughs> yeah, am That's not- why I'm like a fucking turtle at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: just like, right. I'm just in my shell. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's this thing, though. is like, but people talk shit. Like, yeah. if reps come in, talk shit about other companies, yeah. I don't give a fuck. I don't want to meet with you next yeah. time you come in. Yeah, i you I'm not I've interested
1: in spending time with this negative energy.
0: Bullshit. I don't fucking. Yeah. And I've told you, like, Joe, I'm general manager, but I'm not answering this do- dude's phone calls and I'm not meeting with him. I don't yeah. give a shit. Yeah. Because I don't want to be surrounded by that. Yeah. Alex can
1: deal with it. So maybe even then, we we'll keep, we we'll keep, this, this process just keeps, but maybe that's the final point. Maybe mm-hmm. the final point then is start to ter- surround yourself with people who get this shit. The, surround the thing- yourself with people who understand.
0: The, 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 the um, quote that I've always liked is, is about the big fish in a small, small pond, pond or a small mm, fish in a big pond. I like that one. And it was when I first started lifting weights. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go to yourself and you would be the same at a good life. Yeah. When I mean, you walk into good life you're and you're-
1: the biggest rep- dog. <laughs> you are. <laughs> That's the thing
0: though. Is I was yeah. 19 or 20 or whatever, yeah. and I was the strongest dude in the gym. Yeah. That told me I was in the wrong gym. Yeah. Suddenly I go to a limbo gym yeah. where there's dudes pulling- mm-hmm. 50, 60, 100 kilos more than I am, squatting 100 kilos more than I am. That's where you start progressing. Right. So you start surrounding yourself by those stronger mm-hmm. people, which makes you start training harder, mm-hmm. lifting heavier. But the thing is, as well, though, mm-hmm. is using those people as a motivation factor, yeah. not being demotivated Correct. by them, by you now not being the strongest dude. Correct. Which, which hurts a lot of people. All right, you're not the musliest dude anymore. Mm. You're not the biggest dude in the gym. Mm. You don't have the best physique anymore. Mm. Don't use that as demotivating and oh fuck! I better go back to my good life where mm. I'm the big dog. Mm. Is using that as motivation? And say, all right, how can we train together? I want you to show me how you built those delts, whatever it may be. There's
1: levels to this shit, man. There is. This might be the the topic for the next episode. <laughs> we might we might just go straight into the next episode straight after this. I reckon. Just do a Joe Rogan. There's levels to this shit. Three hours. Just do <laughs> a three three hour podcast. All right, man. I think that that is a good place to end this episode. Sixteen. Focus on yourself. Big Neve, man, we have been, I mean, the last few episodes of the Massive Joe Show have been charting in the top 30 on iTunes. Mm. So thank you guys very much for the support, man. And one of the things that we have found um, has been amazing uh, for the growth of this podcast. And keep in mind, this podcast is 100% free. We've given up our time to, to record this content, produce this content, get it up on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, wherever the fuck you guys want. It's everywhere. We don't ask anything in return except... For this one thing, and that is if you're listening to this podcast or you're watching this podcast on YouTube and you're finding value from it, tell somebody. You tell somebody in person, you can tell somebody, you can send a link on Instagram DM or Facebook Messenger. You can, one of the best things you can do actually is take a screenshot of this episode, Mm -hmm. post it in your Instagram story, Mm -hmm. tag Neve at Neve Movement. Tag myself, at Joseph Menzel. Mm. Tag at Massive Joes. And we've been reposting that shit as well. Every day. So we're spreading the love. So anything you guys can do, of course, if you found value in this episode, if you just felt like you wasted an hour listening to two guys talk a bunch (laughs) of shit, Mm. well then... It's been nice knowing you (laughs) You probably won't be back, but if you have found value um, and you think that somebody who, you know, will find value as well, please share the massive Joe show either in person through social media on your Instagram story, man, whatever you guys can do, we will be more than appreciative of the support and help this message and the message of fitness times business, Mm -hmm. massive Joe show style. Get out to as many people as possible. Mm -hmm. Big Nave. Do you have anything else you'd like to add? (laughs) Can't hit the subscribe button in this episode. There's no subscribe button on the uh, the podcast. I mean, you can subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform, um, but there's no subscribe button. That's a YouTube thing. (laughs) Man, it's been nice having you back in. I think it was good. a good conversation today. I um I, I'm uh, just, just destroy the microphone. Yeah, right um, I, uh, I'm, I'm excited because I got, once again, um, as usually happens when we shoot these episodes, is I got something out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, in particular, why people focus on others so much. And that mm. was that uncertainty and, and insecurity. So thank mm-hmm. you for that. Mm-hmm. That was a little Neve gem. How do you there's, want? there's always at like least one in an episode. <laughs> there's always one. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Neve. thank you for your time, man. Thank you. Until next time, that is the Massive Joe Show podcast. Fitness times business. We'll see you guys on the flip side. Neve. where are we coming to and from, man? Massivejoes.com stay massive. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Massive Joe Show. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform, whether it be SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Podbean, Stitcher, or TuneIn. And if you enjoyed listening to this episode of The Massive Joe Show, ensure that you give us a five-star rating on your favorite podcasting platform. Until next time, we're coming to you from MassiveJoes.com. Stay massive.